So I want to murder everybody on the internet. I mean, I don't know why, but I mean, that makes sense. Well, earlier today, I was looking on, uh, it was the comments of, uh, maybe it was just, I'm sure it's on there too. It was, it was the comment section of, um, some fucking like video or picture. I forget what it was. Something on Facebook that was unrelated to anything involving movies, superheroes, anything. And literally like the fucking second comment was somebody with the whole list of, uh, end game spoilers. And then it was, uh, then I looked through like different, um, different things on Facebook and four or five times on each post, some dick had, it had copy and pasted that exact, like it's just going around. Why would, why, what would make you want to do that? I and then when I was reading the comments of those and everybody that was mad, they were making fun of, well, you fucking mad you be on the internet. And then other people were like, this guy needs murdered and which is kind of extreme too. But what's say, why would you fucking do that? And there was a video, it was a world star thing. I don't think it was a video, it was just a picture, but some uh, fan or something outside of Endgame in some state, it was outside of the movie theater, just shouting spoilers. And then they beat the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. And then everyone in the comments go, you should have beat the fuck out of that guy. And while I agree, violence should not be the uh, <laughs> solution to that. Why would you, what do you think is going to happen to you though? What are you doing? Like, why would you, why would you want to just ruin somebody's night for no reason? Especially when you know, like, to, like, a lot of people, that means a lot. Oh, you dumb, you might think that 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 is. People have been waiting over a decade for this. Well, here's the thing. I could almost see doing it, even if you're, you know, still being a giant douche, but say you're doing, like, a one of those dumb prank videos, you're trying to get likes on YouTube or Instagram or something. It's still a fuck, fuck boy thing to do. Like, don't do it. But I, at least I would get that, but... Just a random post on a comment section that has like a lot, like a sports one. I think one was a basketball thing. They were talking about uh, LeBron James wanted to change like a crayon color to Nipsey Hustle or color mm. or something like Nipsey Blue. And I was looking at the comments on that, and then there was like the second one again. Somebody fucking just spoiled Endgame, unrelated to anything. Why? Like you're not. What are you getting out of that? Are you getting likes and follows on fucking Facebook comment section like a random? No, you're not. So you're literally just doing it to be a fucking dickhead. Well, that's like uh, whenever I went to go see it Friday morning, I uh, I just had like I went there by myself and I happened to ran into like three guys that I used to go to school with and I ended up seeing the movie with them, which is kind of kind of cool. cool. That's kind of cool. That kind of shows like the kind of movie that this is that brings that, people together. Yeah, and as um, so the movies ended and the the uh, credits are going. And we're all waiting there to see, you know, if there's any, you know, scenes and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And so people, you know, looking on the Facebook and he just happened to look and somebody on his, uh, like on his feed, I don't know who it was, but you know, like one of his friends posted like a main endgame spoiler end just as his post. So it wasn't even like in the con- 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 comment section that you could kind of go. Avoid it just yeah, on your news feed. Yeah. Well, uh, the... One of the star players on the Bills did that. He uh, posted the biggest spoiler on Twitter. And he has like, fuck, I'm sure a million more follow, you know, million plus followers on there. And I'm sure that So there's... even if you didn't want to see it, it was like a sentence long. And so you're, you're reading it before you realize what you're reading. And you got to imagine that there's people that are set up to like get a notification when that yeah. guy tweets something. So it might even just pop up on the top of your phone without you even going on Twitter. Why the fuck would you do that? You have to, like, that's not a situation, like a case where that guy was just being, you know, 
he was ignorant of nerd culture or something. Like you, you're clearly being a dick. You don't spoil a movie's ending, no matter what, and especially the weekend it comes out. So I, I just fucking hate when people do that. And like a lot of them, they're just doing it because I think, like you were saying, the sense of unity and bringing people together. Well, there's some people they don't feel that they feel outcast, so they don't like that, so they just want to ruin it for everybody. And those people should be beaten up. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. No, murder them or anything, or stick no, their dick they, in a blender, but punch they, them in the face. They, yeah, they uh, catch a quick ass whooping real quick. Like, yeah. let's just say, like, I would like to think if I was out someplace and I was so, just like saying I was seeing somebody getting like just jumped or something, I would, I would like to think that I would try to either like not maybe necessarily like jump in there with the guy, but help in some fashion. Maybe get somebody. Maybe try to get them to stop. Yeah. But like, if I was there and I, I heard that guy say that, he's and on then his I, own. So, and I saw that people start to whoop his ass, I, I wouldn't like be like. Well, say you just got done watching the movie and you're walking out, you're all pumped up, you got those heroic feelings yeah. coming on. You see a guy getting beat up, and you run over. Yo, what the fuck are you beating this guy for? He's a spoiled endgame. You might just start kicking. Yeah, I kick his ass. Like. <laughs> just maybe give him like the fake stomps. You're not really hitting him, but it looks like you're doing something. Yeah, the old wrestling stomp. Yeah, like I don't think you should beat the shit out of somebody or really hurt them but you know a little smacking around ain't gonna kill somebody you just fucking give them a little bitch slap for ruining the movie well again that just kind of goes into the culture of nowadays of people because they've never had to deal with consequences or, or deal with anything like like our fathers and grandfathers and stuff like that now grant they didn't have this kind of stuff back then but like they were so in like you know, societal rules and guidelines that you that you followed, or you'll you step out of line, you're catching ass. Yeah, whipping. you're catching, and you're not getting in like, trouble for whipping somebody's ass. Usually, at most, you might get like a like if you beat somebody up and just in a fight, maybe a cop would like reprimand you, but you're usually not getting arrested back in the olden days. Yeah. The, yeah, you it maybe just, have to like spend the night in the tank or something. Yeah, the threat of catching an ass whipping. Used to be something that would keep people in line, keep you from running your mouth or being stupid or just, you know, fucking being like an outright racist asshole, just things like that. Now, you can't because you get arrested. Like in yeah, school, yeah. when we, even when we were in school, you could get in a fight and yeah, you're going to get suspended. Maybe you'd get fined if it was a bad fight, but that was usually it. Now they just like, you get a, you go to jail or something, go yeah. juvie. Like you're, they just try yeah. to ruin your life immediately. You can... That throwing that one punch could just ruin your entire life. Yeah, which is a lot to put on, like, a 14-year-old. I just, I think a little punch in the mouth here and there would straighten a lot of people out. Or just, you know, the, know that they can get punched in the mouth. Like, I think, like, which is why, like, I think it's Oregon or Washington where they have the uh, mutual combat law. Ooh. What they do is, and you can watch videos online, which is fucking great. <laughs> you get two guys in a heated argument, right? And they're, they're trying to scrap or whatever. A cop, if there's a cop around, he'll come up and he'll say, hey, do you both agree to fight? No consequences, you know, so if somebody gets fucked up, you know, nobody's getting in trouble. You both agree to it. It's like old school dueling. It's like, yep, I agree. Up, oh, fuck you too, Spencer. You agree? You just beat the shit out of each other. And then some, you know, shake hands, you're done. That's how it used to go. And that, like, there's a lot less people doing asshole things in that state because of that. I agree to that to a certain point. Like, there should be, like, a stop, like... Like, if you really fuck somebody up, then maybe... You're not gonna be, like, kicking... It's more of I'm, a... More no. the, I'm sure the cops gotta stop. Yeah, you're not stomping them in the head or anything. But I feel that's a good law just because it stops the fucking... 
those little fucking wienery fuckheads that like to run their mouth knowing they're, if somebody tries to beat them up, they're going to get arrested. Yeah. Like when a cop's around, and they're like, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker, to like Brock Lesnar. Well, when you're in that state, and uh, Brock Lesnar's like, I'm going to fight this guy because he's saying shit about me. And they're like, oh, you want to fight Brock Lesnar? If he's, that guy says no, he's a bitch. Yeah. And that goes against the whole persona he's trying to put out. And if he fights Brock Lesnar, he's fucking, he's, <laughs> that's, that's a bad move. He's, he's going to get donkey raped in front of that cop. And the cop is not going to stop him because even if he goes overboard, when you see Brock Lesnar Who's stopping him? doing Hulk hammer smashes to some guy's head, you're just letting it go. Yeah, you have to get the rock to stop him. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's the only plausible explanation is uh, the rock's on hand and he can mm. save the day. But to go to go back to Endgame, no spoils, but really good, enjoyed it, awesome movie. I would I think like if you ever get around to watching it, I think it it's a worth to to double back and go into like a little bit of a deep like a deep dive on um you know just like on a random episode where we're like uh, we're just trying to you know get filler for people. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. While we're speaking of comic book talk, I do want to. Bring this up real quick. No, no, I'm not talking about the jungle oh, fantasy. Okay, I was gonna be like, okay. Yeah. Well, right. no, well, now I kind of have to. <laughs> well, bring up the first thing. But the first thing is not. Yeah, you know what? I'll bring up the first thing because it's definitely not as fancy as the the jungle fantasy. All right, just just some news for all you cool cats out there in the uh, comic book and entertainment universe. Wizard World has announced a new event in Pittsburgh. Again, after what, like two? Three we covered years? the one in 2016, and I was deathly ill that weekend, so I was only able to. We only went Saturday. That was, like, and that was right after we started. DPW. Yeah, that was like a month or two after we. First it was literally started. the fucking month after, because we started in like officially, like the first full month was October, and that was in November, I believe, right? Something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah, and I was sick as a dog, and we didn't think we were gonna, because we weren't very established by any means, so we didn't figure we wouldn't have, per, you know, get press credentials yeah but we did so i was like well fuck this is our first big event we ever booked so i'm not i'm gonna go regardless and luckily i guess luckily for me it was a shit show anyway (laughs) i mean it wasn't a shit show as far as uh for us because there wasn't that many people there we kind of enjoyed ourselves but we go on adventures yeah but as for the actual you know people who were attending or vendors and stuff like that i don't think anybody there had a good time no it, d- it didn't seem like a very like, well put like, together like money wise I yeah it like, wasn't like, a very put together con but this one i i already talked to our contact cuz we've already done some wizard world so most likely we'll be covering this one hopefully well we're going to go regardless yeah. but yeah we're definitely going to get the press credentials again it it would be yeah it'd be nice to like, cause if not, we'd probably only do one day. Well, yeah, it'd be nice to check it out for the whole weekend. Um, it's very unlikely. I mean, we got Cleveland two years in a row, yeah. and uh, we're planning on doing Columbus. And I mean, and he let us know. Yeah, well, he always lets us know ahead of time. So most likely, we're gonna get this one because it's our hometown. It's just I don't like we were talk. We brought it up in the book club yesterday. It's not like nobody has high hopes for it because it's only coming out in July. Yeah, it's it's very short notice. Yeah, so the fact they have not announced any celebrities, they haven't announced any artists or creators, um there's no vendors. I mean, it's a good chance for maybe some local people to get on board cuz they yeah. see it and if they're not already booked for or, something, they can like wizard wizard uh, regulars who tend to lot yeah. of different shows. Well, I'm sure but even then like they probably thought they had that month off. Probably, yeah. So now they, I feel like it just kind of made a lot of people scramble. It would have been nice to even have 
maybe this announcement in like February or something. Yeah. Give a little more. Because uh, even me, I was like, well, shit, are we going to be able to cover this? I don't know what we're doing at the yeah. time. Luckily, it's a month we're not busy. Yeah, we don't have any other conventions. Yeah, because we got a, a convention coming up this month. I'm going on vacation at the end of the month. And then we got uh, a vacation at the beginning of next month. Yeah. It's like the 9th through 12th or something like that. It's something like that. It's like the first weekend. Something. First or second weekend. Yeah. So there's, there's just a bunch of things. And, uh, but anyway, that's, you know, big news for us because now we're going to be back in the Pittsburgh area. And since we're ballers now, we might do this right and actually get a hotel because the first year we didn't, we just went for a day because I was sick. But, you know, we got hotels in Cleveland and shit. Never got a hotel in Pittsburgh. No. Because yeah. we only live, what? Half, half hour. hour away, but I don't really want to drive to and from there every single day for the whole weekend. Yeah, too. Yeah, because just dealing with traffic and gas, and we want to try to we plus the like you're gonna pay for parking every day. Yeah, that's like ten fifteen bucks. And the fact that we keep on talking about it and it's something that we need to do, we actually need to start um, instead of just going to our hotel rooms after the show, uh, trying to go and meet up. With some other creators well, and people there. That's a lot easier to do in Pittsburgh because we know Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cleveland, we went out a couple times just you know, to get food just, and stuff. Just, yeah. And did not feel safe. The first year we went, it was St. Paddy's Day weekend. Uh, bad time. And and that's not trying to say anything against Cleveland. It's just it's a major, a major city yeah. that neither one of us has been to before. Yeah, we're not familiar with the city. There's no parking anywhere, so we couldn't actually drive anywhere. Because everything's yeah, fucking be, garage parking, it sucks. It had to be within like walking distance. And those were all March shows, right? So the weather was not yeah. good any any time we were there. It was kind of rainy and shitty. And we, you know, got accosted by bums this and whatnot. This is gonna be but... weird. Not only are we gonna have a show like in Pittsburgh, like within spitting distance, but it should be within good weather. Yeah, it's July. Well, July, so it yeah. should be decent weather. It's it's gonna be weird because we were talking previously before this. We were talking about going to the Columbus Wizard, which is October. Yeah, just to switch it up from the Cleveland, which I'm sure we might consider still doing. I mean, it's well, no, I'm definitely doing the Columbus show. Yeah, it's far enough away to where it should we shouldn't have like financial restrictions or anything. Not to you know be smart, Cleveland, because again, we're not familiar with that town. But I was not comfortable because of the no parking situation and everything. I wasn't very comfortable, because I guess we could have got an Uber if we really thought about it, but I wasn't very comfortable walking around that city. It just didn't seem like a safe place. But Columbus, on the other hand, I've been to, and I really like Columbus. And I had an Airbnb last year there, went to a taco festival, and it was literally in the ghetto. There's people our first night fighting out, like a man and woman fist fighting outside of our our place. So I was like, I don't know about this, but even in the ghetto, like nobody bothered us, but outside of that area... Columbus was really fucking nice. Yeah. So I have, I mean, I don't know if the convention center and everything's set up, but unless there's a hotel connected to it, we could probably just get an Airbnb there because it's it's more, one, it's more driver friendly. There's parking in a lot of places. And two, Ubering everywhere in that little city is like five bucks. Yeah. It's not expensive. I was going to say though, the, um, the, uh, if the Airbnb or a hotel not connected, we'd have to look at the, the parking situation then too. Yeah. Well, the, well, I mean, but just with like the pain for parking at the the conventions um, garage or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, like I said, with Pittsburgh, I uh, well, yeah, with Airbnb, the like I said, the Ubers are pretty cheap. Yeah, like I said, it was like five bucks. I'll do five, what, ten bucks a day for Uber and back and forth. Yeah. There, like that's not a big deal. And like Pittsburgh, 
it would be more cost efficient probably not necessarily cost efficient because it's still going to cost us more to get a hotel but just the fact that we could just walk to it from the event yeah and uh not have to worry about parking and then we can go out to some restaurants and like you said maybe meet up with some people and i'm sure whatever closest hotel that's where most of the people will be staying so we could check out like that restaurant or bar that's connected to it they'll probably be there so i think i think it'll be a good time um Transition back to what you brought up, the jungle fantasy. I didn't. I just thought that's what you were. No. At the book club last night, there's this comic series called The Jungle Fantasy. We always make fun of it when we're there because it's like this adult-themed book that's always on the shelf. It's like a, you know, adult fantasy series, I guess. You know, it's a, it's it's a fuck bag- book. It, it's bagged, so... Just- it's bagged, so kids can't just start looking through it. But we always make fun of it. We always call it Jungle Sluts because that's what it is. And it seems like a ridiculous premise. funny. Well, we had a smaller crowd last night, and we were making fun of it again, and the uh, owner who was there with us handed me a copy, and I started flipping through it and describing, because we still had, like, one young, like, a teenager there, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to just show the pictures to everybody, so I just described them in a way that wouldn't be offensive, like, as as least offensive as I could be, and it was disgusting. The whole book was disgusting. It was, like, a good, like, little two, three-man, like, little, like, play of you, me, and uh, um, Christina, yeah, just looking at it and our facial reactions and the descriptions of the things that was going on. Uh, it was it was a gross. It was a gross. We read that and went over that book more than we did the book club book. Yeah, <laughs> way more. And it was hilarious every part of it. And I would be willing to do that every time after dark book club. Is that what you said? Book club yeah, after dark. Book club after dark. And. uh you know, I was drinking another gigantic beer while I was doing that, so that it was a fun time. I enjoyed myself. That was the highlight of my day, I guess. That was, yeah, it was a good... Jungle good. Fantasies, and now I might actually buy it just because it's so ridiculous I want to know the story. So what what are your hopes and dreams for this upcoming con now? Not the, not the Three Rivers, the uh, Wizard World. Wizard World? Um... I don't know how I feel, because like I said, with like the said, I, short notice, I don't yes, know who's going to be there. I, I am worried, but... It's hard least... to do the prep work that we normally do. But at least until we start seeing, like, uh, attendees and stuff like that, I'm going to try to hold off as much negativity as possible because I want it to do well. I want it to do very very well so we have more in the future. I just, you know what I would have hoped? If they would have done it a couple months ago or even just, like, next year. Yeah, just waited. I, I, they must have just had a spot and they're like, hey, let's throw one in here. Because well, like, I, well, I think somebody at the book club said, like, it got, like, a show got canceled someplace else. Yeah. So, what I'm hoping is the people, like, at least the, um, when it comes to, like, the actors and, like, that kind of stuff, uh, just gonna get... From that other show might go to this one? Yeah. Now, granted, that's good. Like, the artists and the vendors and stuff probably won't be able to go, but... I am also... At least the big-name people to bring in the crowd, because, like, we could have done, like, somersaults in the, in the walkways there. Yeah, last time we went... Yeah, because there was hardly any vendors, so with such short notice, I don't know. I'm worried about uh, them not coming up with a theme in time. Because usually, you know, like the last Cleveland one was anime. They usually have a theme for the weekend. And for the most part, it usually goes with the main celebrities they have. Like a lot of cons say you have the Expanse people there. It will be an Expanse one or... uh, what, who were the main celebrities at the last one? Was it like a Doctor Who one or something? Yeah, they, yeah, Cleveland had a decent amount of Doctor Who. Yeah, so guys. they had like a combo theme. Like they had anime was like the main theme. So most of the events were anime. And then you had Doctor Who. So you had a lot of Doctor Who panels and stuff. 
without knowing anything about who, you know, they don't have anybody coming in yet, or at least they uh, don't have it set in stone. We don't know what the theme is. We can't do the prep work of looking up, because if it's an unfamiliar theme to us, like say it's uh, Battlestar Galactica. I don't, I'd never watched that. So you'd want to look up some information on it. We got nothing. We're going in blind. I still think it'll be a fun... We're going to have fun regardless. Oh, yeah. It's, we're going to have a good time. As long as they change the fucking security situation. Because the first one we went to, remember? The oh. event panels were outside of the con itself. So every single time we went to cover a panel, we had to go back and forth through security, and they checked our bags every time. And, like, a thorough, like... Yeah, and a thorough. Like, like, clearly, they just kind of, like... They, they, they just kind of held it. And I fucking like, the secu- It doesn't seem like something deadly's in here. Dude, that fucking security guy probably felt my junk more than the Asian lady did Robert Kraft in Florida. Like I because I went through there so many times and every single time he was right up in there. Yeah, cuz they even had wands and stuff for that one. Yeah, they had it all. They were really and that was weird cuz there wasn't any kind of shootings or anything around that time. No. It was like a quiet time. There wasn't anything in the news. So I don't know why the security like it's fine. I don't mind security being tight, but they should have had it when you entered the building or like entered the floor, not the actual convention floor. That was kind of dumb. Like, they should have had it right, like, on the other side of the escalators when you come up. Yeah. So, as soon as you come in, you go through that, then get your tickets, and then you go just walk and around. You, yeah, and then if you left the actual so, convention center yeah. when you came back, then you would get you would get it again. When we went to Cleveland, they had a security, uh, like, set up as soon as you go onto the con floor, too, which was also separate from the event panels. But their security, they didn't check us the whole time we were there until, like, the last day at the last minute. And then they just gave us a tag. And then if you had the tag, you'd come and go. So their security, I felt, was too lax. Yeah. But, again, they could have just had the security as soon as you entered the main building, like, upstairs or something before you got your tickets. And that covers everything. And then nobody's going to have a gun or anything. Yeah. So I don't know why these conventions don't do that. I, I feel like it's just a whatever organizers or who's in charge of that kind of thing. Maybe cause I'm sure they hire outside uh, contractors for the security. It's not like just wizard world team. It's a different, you know, contractors. So they probably just like, Nope, we're going to set up here. It's like, Why? They're, they're so worried about the convention for, but meanwhile, like at the Cleveland one or the, the Pittsburgh one, if you had a gun or something and you go to a vent panel with a major celebrity, you didn't go through security. So you could yeah. just go do whatever. It's fu- like, nobody's there to cover it. You're, and nobody would be there to stop you. It's very and stupid. Like, and it, and that's in a very confined space where yeah. it would take somebody forever to get there to stop whatever was happening. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they had that. All these cons have that set up like that. Um, then again, like the Steel City cons, do they They have like when you walk into the building, uh, like a checkpoint, and then that's it. But I think that's more to just make sure you got paid for your ticket and had your band. I think so. That's usually what they don't... I don't remember ever getting checked. I never brought bags to that one either. Yeah. Well, I mean, we never got... Have we? Did we get checked at Three Rivers or at Tuna? No, Three Rivers didn't check you. Uh, and that was in a mall. Altoona... Altoona, when you walk into the building... You got, you went to, no, it was just to get your bands. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was any kind of, but then again, there's so many like fake guns and stuff there. Altoona's a little different because that's kind of out there. Like if somebody's going to do something there, that's in the middle of nowhere kind of. Like there's nothing around that convention center. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like these convention centers, 
they they should definitely need a better security setup at all of them because we've as we've seen in the past we've had fucking crazies come into these things oh, and try yeah. to like the guy that tried to shoot the green power ranger yeah like he's trying to bring a gun in or something now i think that was arizona i can't remember where i think that was that was, i think that was a phoenix show it wasn't wizard world i don't believe it was just like a random con or something it's, it's just so weird because sometimes the security is too tight sometimes there's barely any presence I don't know what the standard for, like Cleveland. I feel like that's a town you should probably have more security. But then again, everyone is really cool there. Yeah, everybody seemed very friendly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the people were nice. Yeah, um, the drunken people in the street were for the most part nice on St. Patty's Day weekend, yeah. except for the people that were brawling in the daytime. But that was we kind of ran them over, so yeah. I understand them being a little peeved. Oh, man. Since we're on convention, might as well go over the rest of our list. We've got Three Rivers coming up. Three Rivers is coming up. I'll probably only go to a day of that because yeah. it's right before my vacation. So yeah, like I said, it it depends on. I might do two. I got both days off, so and it's not like it that's a really fall one to where like you need that extra day to recovery from. Yeah, that's just. I mean, it's probably what a. F- it's probably like a half hour drive. It's not yeah. that far because it's the waterfront, right? Yeah, I've never been there. Me neither. I don't know. But like, I think I'm going to go, like, I think one of my days off next week, I'm going to just make a trip up there. Just to get a little. Just to get a lay of the land and where where it's at and, and stuff like that. So it's not like last minute trying to find where it's at. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I, How much are tickets for that one? Like, like 15 10, bucks? 10 bucks? I think it's usually like, pretty cheap. I think one day is like $10. See, that's what I like about that one, because they don't do press coverage there. I Actually, I think they do have press. Now, like, I, no. don't know, I don't know if it would be to get in for free or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that one time I was looking at their website, they had, like, a, like you know, in the selections, like, oh. you know, they had See, press. the first, first two years I checked, they didn't have anything. Uh, same with Altoona, but I don't, it's always worth a try, I guess. It's probably a little too late, yeah, for that one. But yeah. again, I don't know how much I spend ten bucks. I also don't want to do a write up on it or anything. No. That, that's more of a fun con. The only way that it would be kind of cool, it would be worth it, is like if they would be if you signed up for press, and because they um, at Three Rivers, there's actual like creators and like not to take against any of like the independents and people that are trying to sell their stuff, but like there's actual people that have had work in like either the big two or like independent like image stuff mm-hmm. like people that you know you know that you know their work along with those other guys so i think the only reason way that the press pass would be worth if you if interview them if, or something yeah if you if they were able to work in like interviews which i feel be, like you could probably just be like hey you want to do an interview real yeah. quick and they'd be like sure like, yeah. they don't care if you're press or not probably uh because we're very fancy we have business cards well, I mean, even anyway, it's good. It's good press for them if, like, if there's a writer of a book and you're like, "Hey, I do a podcast on just any random yeah. thing," but like, it'd be cool to get like even like a five minute interview just as a part of it. I mean, yeah, why, cool. why wouldn't they do it unless they have other stuff to do? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you, most creators. Uh, you, I, I'm sure. I'm sure if somebody came to us and wanted to interview us on their podcast, yeah, probably be dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, Michael Watson was asking people the other day for. For his podcast, but it was yesterday, right? Yeah, I think so. Yesterday or the day before. Yeah. If I was more into comics, I would have jumped on board on that. But I'm, uh, I mean, we talk about comics a lot on here, but I think they go like deep into actual like the books. Yeah. 
with the Marvel books and stuff. And I don't read any current Marvel, and you don't read much, do you, the current Marvel? So not Marvel. No, I've been more of a DC guy, but they're DC like, fanboy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I get Spider Man, X Men, and like some other kind of random characters. Other than maybe you know, there's some stuff I already portrayed, but yeah, Marvel hasn't been my go-to. I, I almost get more like independent like stuff from like image and other like smaller publishers like combine combine them together i get like almost more of that than marvel <clears throat> which is a shame because we we read infinity gauntlet for the book club book and that's what 91 something early yeah. like nine ninety one ninety two something yeah like that. it's uh you know it's a very solid book i really liked it it's just like, Marvel used to put out some good-ass books. And that's not even saying that the books that they're putting out now are even bad. But it's like, well, they would have, they, they, they seem to be doing better right now, but they would have a, a, a long history there of, of a couple years of just how they publicated things. Like, they would, like, okay, like, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Score Girl had three number ones within the same calendar year. Why? It either would either get canceled and then just bring it back and, and start bring over, it back, or they would end the series. Or like you know, it'd be like one through whatever, and then scoreboard number one would be the next issue. And you would think, oh, at least with that, maybe it would go in like a different direction or something like that. So it'd be like a continuation. But yeah, it'd be the same creative team just telling the same story, but they do another. Whatever one. happened to just having a series and then just doing different story arcs? Like, why does it have to just start over? Well, they don't, the highest, I think the highest number book at Marvel right now, and it just got canceled, was like uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool, like a team-up book, and it was like maybe 50 issues. Shit. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like when they do the, uh, see, that's, there's a few reasons why I never jumped on, like, the Marvel bandwagon there of just getting, you know, new Marvel titles. One, like you just said, the multiple number one issues. I like a, just a, like if I'm going to get a series, I just want a series. Yeah. I don't want them to try to make money by making more number ones. Two, the amount of events they do. Yeah. And then all the crossovers in the events. So it's like, oh, now I have to buy 20 books just to, like, I don't want to do that because I don't want to read necessarily, you know, say I don't want to read a Hulk book, but they throw them into a, a, you know, as a crossover in the main story. So you kind of feel like you have to read that. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. And, and then the the price they're fucking expensive. Yeah, and like, and I don't want to like because DC like five years, well, I think it's closer to like seven years ago now. They did they did the uh, new fifty two and they rebooted everything, and that ran about five years. So everything got like right around fifty issues if it's from the very beginning books, which there wasn't a whole bunch of those. And then they just had rebirth again. Where they so kinda, like another reboot. They like kind they what they did is. They used Rebirth to kind of continue the the continuity from New 52, but were working in a lot of the aspects and things from the continuity before then that the that the uh, the readers and stuff were missing and really wanted back. But like, um, but but since then, like they um, like there's no, again there's not the a lot of them has got canceled and been replaced with stuff, but like. Things that have been running since the beginning of that, like uh, Batman and The Flash and uh, some other books, have are up to like issue are right around like seventy, getting ready to start on its seventieth issue. So 
I just feel like there needs to be more consistency with the stories in the comics. Like, just, like, the issue numbers and things like that. Like, if there's a creative team, I would like, like you said, with the Squirrel Girl, I'd rather them just do a whole run if you're going to use the same creative team rather than having a small story arc and then it just starts over and you think it's going to a different direction, but it doesn't. Like, what is the point of that? Because they, they the point if they didn't do that, that book would die. So I think if they just start, you know, another you, number one, people go, ooh, number one. Yeah, they, I'm a, buy, they buy it and then it, it'll have big numbers and then for a couple issues it would it would, it would start to trickle down and then there's another, another number one and then, but then even after so much of doing that, people just don't. I think the best way for Marvel and probably even DC to uh, get their readership up and their numbers up is to just have less titles. I think there's just too much variety. Yeah, especially now when you factor in all of the like image stuff, IDW, you got all these other publishers putting out really good, really good qual- stories, really quality work. That is like the saturation of the market is like a, a very uh, hot topic and very talked about in the the comic community of fans, retailers. Well, that's why I mainly just read, you know, like your image books or things like that or indie work because. I like to know that there's going to be a set amount of issues um, and story arcs, and then it'll just be over, and they're, they're you know you get that sense of completion. While at, whereas like a Marvel, they're just going to keep rebooting and doing things with these characters, and then there's so many titles. And like for one thing, why do you need more than one title at the same time from a character? So say you have more than one Spider-Man or Hulk or something out there for somebody that isn't into reading like Marvel books, how am I supposed to just jump in? when I don't even know where to fucking go yeah. at this point. It's hard to attract new readers that way versus, you know, you just have a number one and then you could jump aboard that. But then three months later you have another, another number one. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, it's too much. There's too many books. It's a tricky business. They're expensive. They are expensive. I feel like if you just cut down the number of books and title or cut number of titles that are out, and just have longer storylines for them. It, I think it would just bring in more readers and have them more, like so, consistent. So like most comics are three ninety nine now, so like four bucks. There's been slowly eking and getting closer to like uh, only certain special books, and and now maybe this thing is getting to that five dollar a book yeah. level with the same amount of pages. They're not even increasing the page count. That's why. I think the, which maybe they, I don't know if they would prefer or not, but I think that probably has something to do with the amount of trades being sold now. More people were buying trades and waiting, so the, it, but then that's tough too, because if the individual issues aren't selling, you they might- get, You don't get trades. Yeah, because they'll cancel the series. But like for me, as and of now, it, I prefer just- does, And if it doesn't sell well, it may never get collected in trades. Yeah, see, I would just prefer to buy a trade of something if it's going to be- uh whether it's a long series, short series, it's just easier to read that way. And like you said, if they don't sell well in the individual copies, you're not going to get that. But then when books are eking up to $5 a pop, you're not going to sell the individual copies. Well, that, well, then too, though, if they, like, once... Because it's only a matter of time until it happens. <sighs> that once those issues go to 5 bucks a pop, your trades are going to go up, too. They, they have to. Yeah, they just have to. 
I I just feel like the inflation in comics is going to be the death of comics. It's more like a 90s bubble. The 90s, like what they fucked up with is they started putting out so many variant covers, yeah. which they still kind of do to certain titles, but there's so many variant cover uh, covers. There's too many titles. There was me- too much mediocre work. People just stopped buying. And yeah. that's when they started raising prices and stuff too. And now they're kind of doing that again. Like, when I was a kid, you'd go, if you had a couple bucks, you'd buy some comics. Well, yeah. now a couple bu- bucks doesn't even get you one comic. No. So, what are, what are they, they don't even want kids to read the books anymore? Is that what's happening? Or they uh, just assume their parents can afford to buy these expensive yeah, books? Yeah, because, I mean, and especially, like, DC has made a concerted effort to make, like, different um, publishing lines within DC. And they have, like, a kid and more, like, friendly series of books mm. and you think like yeah those ones should maybe be a little bit cheaper yeah make them a buck but or then two. you gotta you gotta pay the creator though you gotta pay the, the writer and the artist and the inker and the colorist see i like the uh the the manga system you get these fat fucking books you get a whole series that just runs for eternity yeah. and uh usually the same creator or creative team and you know they're probably not making bank doing that like the creators and stuff over there so i mean it sucks on that aspect that's probably why series are running for so long is because they just gotta they make their money from to... selling the book yeah yeah see, I, I just like that model it's something to follow i know there's a begin where the beginning is i could jump aboard say i wanted to get into a fucking doing thunder. nothing say i wanted to uh you know hop aboard a uh a tokyo ghoul or something i know that well here's the number one the only number one well, Start reading like, it. Well, that for us though, but over there because I think all that stuff shows up in a magazine first. Yeah, it's different over there. It's it's, it's, a, it's like it's like a magazine, or maybe it's like a like a trade or something like that. But they will have it's like issues. Yeah, yeah, and they will have like you know it would have the the newest chapter of Dragon Ball and then One Piece and well that's like how writing used to be uh in the 20th century you wrote if you wrote a novel or something a lot of times it would be published in a periodical first yeah. so every month or whatever you get a new chat like you said a new chapter or something but even though again you still you have one number one yeah the beginning of the story and then you could just read whether there's different story arcs or whatever it's still it's, it just continues in a flow there aren't multiple titles or multiple uh you know, versions of one fucking story or one character's title. Like, it's just, you don't have multiple Spider-Man titles. You just have one. So I, I like that. I like that better. It's just, seems easier to get people to jump aboard something when they know there's just a consistent line instead of these fucking, like a tree that just splits off into every direction. Yeah, I, I don't know where the uh, comic industry is going, but I think they just care more about the movies anyway, probably. Yeah. Well, also depends now. You also gotta look at look at the fact that the big main two, Disney owns Marvel, the Warner Brothers owns own DC. DC. So you, you, from the top up, there's two groups of like, it kind of makes us money. We use the licensing now for our movies and shows, which makes their real money. But they could give a fuck all about the nuts and bolts of it. Like I feel like the comics are probably going to be reduced to uh, just a way for them to introduce different characters and see how they sell in the comic, like people, what their reaction to them are, and if they should put them in the movies. Yeah. Like, I see that coming down the line, like uh, Ironheart or, you know, the female Thor, whatever it may be, like these diverse characters, or if they do actually just create a new character from scratch, 
they probably would use that, like, their sales in the comics as a reason to maybe put them in the movies. Versus, you know, the old model where they just kind of went with whatever they had licensed. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, so you're under the impression that DC is just better in the comics, though, right? When it comes to just the actual making the comics and putting them out, yes, I've been a bigger DC fan recently for for a few the past few years, which is so weird, like because like I love Marvel. Marvel was like whenever I first got into reading comics, that was what I cut my teeth on was Marvel, mm-hmm. and like you know I got all the you know X Men, Spider Man, I love that stuff, and then like I slowly would be like, well. I should probably get Batman. I mean... And then that's your downfall. Everybody gets Batman. And then so, you know, you just have to get Batman. And then it's like, well, like the Justice League's cool. You get everybody in there. And then you're like, I kind of like the Flash. I'm going to get his stuff. Oh, Green Lantern's pretty cool. (laughs) You know? And again, it goes the same way with Marvel, too. Because, like, these universes are interconnected. So you get to meet these other characters and can check out their adventures. I just have been... More on the DC bandwagon recently. Well, for a while there, and uh, I got you into it pretty much, was the Valiant Universe. Yeah. And I, that was perfect because they just kind of rebooted it in the mid-2000s, or the, you know, 20-teens. I think it was like 2012 they came Are back. Are those the aughts? Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah. Or is that the 2000 after 90? Is that the, the, the aughts? Not, the or yeah, I don't fucking know. I thought it was aughts, but... The 2000-teens. I think uh, like 2012 or something they rebooted and then they did like a soft reboot in maybe 2016 with some characters. For us, like we jumped aboard, and that was perfect because now you just have these series. And again, they don't like if you get a Rye book, there's just one continuous Rye series. You don't get multiple Rye series or uh, mini series. Same with Bloodshot. And I don't know if they're like that now. Maybe they're changing it up. But at least when we when I was reading them, you know, Bloodshot was a continuous fucking storyline, yeah. which I really liked. And then once that ended, they just start another one. Uh, there was no fucking multiple number ones. Well, well that's not true but, necessarily because they. Blood, Bloodshot has had multiple number ones. Yeah. And EXO has multiple number ones. But again, that kind of went before, like, they had that soft reboot. Yeah. Because they yeah. had Bloodshot, and then they got Jeff Lemire, and then they kind of did a little soft reboot, and then they just started again. And I think Rai did the same thing, and Quantum and Woody, maybe. Because they didn't just. Uh, but it wasn't see, just. A, but see, at least with that, like, what Valiant does for the most part, like, with, like,. Quantum and Woody. They had that first original run that ran for like a little bit over 12 issues. Like there was like three or four trades of it. They didn't have their own book. They still showed up and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have their own book for like two years. And then they came back with like a new number one. What I like Valiant does is they don't oversaturate their market. So if they have an event, which they usually have one or two times a year, they'll do an event and, um, I think one year was like a vent, which was mainly Rye. Another one was like a Bloodshot heavy event or a Ninjack or something. When they but when they would have an event, all whatever books they had out would kind of gear towards that. Yeah. And if they, you know, whatever characters were involved in the event, that was it. Like it was just those people. They didn't have and they, different things out at the same time. And they only published like maybe seven or eight books a month. You can keep up. Yeah. So you don't have. Because, I mean, like, even, like, DC, like, they, like, because they, Marvel publishes, like, 60 or 70 comics a month. DC might only do, like, 40 to 50, but, well, not so much now, but they're, like, after the whole uh, rebirth, 
all their titles were like twice a month. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they have less titles, but you buy it two times a month. So it kind of equals that out. But like with the Valiant, they have a very limited amount. So then even if you did kind of have to buy something forever, it's not, it's not a dead, you know, it's not going to drive you into debt. Well, they're good at spacing out their characters too. So say you have a Bloodshot book coming out and uh, they have a main story arc with that. Um, they're not going to have a whole, like, they're not going to release every single character at the same time. So, if maybe the Rye series doesn't pick up until the Bloodshot series ends, yeah. and then they release that, and like you said, they only have six, seven, eight titles a, a month or something. So, if you were only reading Valiant books, that's very doable to read them all. Yeah, if that was your only thing, yeah. Yeah, if you're doing that, it's fine. So, they don't, with like Marvel, I feel like they shoot themselves in the foot by having too many titles out in a month or something. Or, like you said, twice a month. The reader, you you have to pick and choose. You can't just read them all. You're not you're going to go broke. Especially, um, well, because, like, what DC did there until recently, they they did do the twice a month, but all their books were two ninety nine instead of three ninety nine. See, that's a little better. So you're like, eh, it's still kind of like six bucks compared to the four, but you get more, you get more product, you know. We know how you... Solve your money woes. Stop reading comics. Start reading fine literature. Fuck you. <laughs> as, as you see, my literature collection, it's not cheap. It's, it's Well, you get that fancy shit. Yeah, you don't have to get that. But even so, the, pa- the cheap fucking paperbacks sometimes are 15 bucks. Yeah. It's like, why is my War and Peace? Well, that's not true because you can get the real generic ones for five bucks. Yeah. Usually most bookstores have a, like a real cheap, cheap version. As long as, I mean, if you're just down to read well, it, you can find it free on the internet. I can say, what, what's those, like, run on, on Kindle, like, on your Kindle? It depends, because a lot of classic literature you can get for free. Yeah. Or you can get, like, uh, say, uh, Dostoyevsky or something I found. They'll actually have the whole bibliography for, like, a dollar. Maybe, I mean, expen- the most expensive one I've seen is probably, like, a $10 one. And that would be, like, a... Like a, a, a more modern writer, like maybe Ernest Hemingway or something, have everything he ever written has ever written. Um, or like I said, I, I saw that Stephen King collection. It was like an ebook you can download. It was forty bucks, and it was everything he's ever done. That's where worth it. Yeah. Um. For me, I just like, and especially the fancy editions, I just like actually having the physical oh, classics. Oh, it looks nice. It um, looks nice, and then it, I actually read mine though. Like I'm sure some people buy them just to have on the shelf, but I like to read them from there too. But it depends, because if it's too fucking heavy, like, I got uh, Anna Karenin, and that's, like, thousands. That's an epic. It's huge. So, I'm probably not going to read the physical well, copy. I just get the download. That's, like, a, a while ago, I had a gift card for up at where the, uh, the comic book store that has the book club, uh, Pittsburgh Comics. If you're in the area, you should check it out. Check it out. With the Valiant, they have, they, when comics say these things called omnibuses, which are, like, huge... Collections of collections the old collections of like everything or big runs of stuff. They're like a hundred dollars, but they're like you could murder somebody with them very easily. But it's nice because one looks good on the shelf. Yeah. Two, you got all the books. Yeah. But like I did that with the old Ninjak series. So you got them all. Got them all. I flipped through it, but there I ain't reading that thing. No. I, ne- I need a I need a book stand to read that thing. Well, they gotta be better than the shitty Silver Surfer one you let me borrow, right? Oh. That was all black and white, yeah. and it was like every Silver Surfer book for I don't know how long, his first run or something. Yeah. But it was like ridiculous. Food's here. Food! And on that note, 
That's been Comic Talk with DPW. Yeah. With your main man, Caleb the Jazz Master James and Spencer the Donkey. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say maybe this was the one that I get like a, just a normal name. <laughs> you know what? I I, I I cut myself off. I was gonna call it Donkey Lover actually, but uh, see you later, folks. Bye. <laughs>